No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the word of the Lord comes to young Samuel while he is ministering in God's house. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3 on Simply the Bible. Has God ever spoken to you? I have never heard God speak in an audible voice, but he does speak to me through his word and when I'm in church, I sense him speaking to my heart or putting people or actions on my heart. But today we consider a time when God spoke in an audible voice to a child. We pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. The word of the Lord was rare. Everybody was asking each other, Hey, have you heard from God today? No, I haven't. How about you? Nope. Not a word. Part of the reason was because Israel was living in dark days. The priesthood was corrupt, and there were no prophets in Israel. These were days not unlike the days of our nation today, where people are following their own hearts rather than seeking God and listening to his voice. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, And when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called to Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. It was the responsibility of the priest to tend the golden lampstand in the tabernacle from evening to morning. The lamp had not yet gone out, meaning that it was still nighttime. The Lord spoke to Samuel for the first time. The Jewish historian Josephus tells us that Samuel was 12 years old. This must have been an audible voice because Samuel mistook it for Eli's voice. Now, we see Samuel's responsiveness to get up in the middle of the night. I mean, he ran to Eli and said, here I am. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. God was not speaking to Eli, for Eli had disobeyed God by failing to restrain his sons from their wicked practices. But God was speaking to Samuel, the boy. Jesus said that if we are going to enter the kingdom of God, then we must become as little children. Then the Lord called again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you have called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Samuel was ministering to the Lord, but he did not yet know the Lord. Likewise, there are many children who grow up in a Christian home. 
they may even be involved in serving in the church. I know our children were being the children of a pastor, but those children may not personally know the Lord. Just being at McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger, and just being in church doesn't make you a Christian. You must admit that you are a sinner, believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, and ask him to be your personal Lord and Savior to be saved. That's how you're a born-again Christian. I do believe that there is an age of accountability known only to God when a person is responsible enough to decide either for or against Jesus Christ. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He reveals himself to every person, but not everyone is willing to receive him. While God reveals himself to all creation as the creator, the way we come to know God personally is through the revelation of his word. This word now came to Samuel. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be if he calls you. You must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. I love how persistent God was in speaking to Samuel. Now, I've never heard the Lord speak to me in an audible voice. Consequently, I wish I had a foolproof method for hearing and knowing his voice and his will, but I don't. However, one of the ways that I test what I think may be God's voice is if it goes away. You see, I have many ideas and desires and passions, and most disappear as quickly as they come. But I have found that the Word of God is persistent. If that word, sense, or impression doesn't go away, and it's consistent with the Bible, then I usually believe it's God's Word to me in a specific situation. And I'm usually not disappointed. Perhaps it was the persistence of the voice that Samuel heard that caused Eli to realize this must be the Lord speaking to the boy. Eli told Samuel how he should respond. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. It had been a long, long time since Eli had heard the voice of the Lord himself. Perhaps this brought back memories of a time when he was close to the Lord. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. When the Lord spoke to Samuel a fourth time, he responded, Speak, for your servant hears. Observe that Samuel was in the house of the Lord when God spoke to him. I have found that this is often when God speaks to me. As much as people talk about temples or church buildings, the house of God today isn't a structure. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Today's temple is the Lord's people. 
Jesus said that wherever two or more of us gather together in his name, that he is with us. That is the temple of God. Our church meets in a school on Sundays, but that school is as much of a church as a beautiful cathedral with stained glass windows. Perhaps even more so if the people inside the cathedral don't personally know Jesus Christ and are not worshiping him in spirit and in truth. It is when we are gathered together in the name of Jesus and we worship him, we devote ourselves to the teaching of the word, have fellowship with one another, and monthly break bread together by sharing communion. That is when I most often sense the Lord speaking to my own heart. And I always want to respond to him by saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel did not know of the prophecy that had been spoken against Eli and his household, but Samuel no doubt observed the wicked practices of Eli's sons. Samuel submitted himself to Eli and faithfully ministered to the Lord where Hophni and Phinehas had not. But now God was forewarning Samuel of what was about to happen. God was no longer speaking to Eli, but he would speak to Samuel. And soon God would remove Eli and his sons from the priesthood. Knowing about this judgment would have been a good lesson for Samuel at an early age of the importance of fearing God and obeying his commandments. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Samuel loved Eli and didn't want to share with him what the Lord said. He was afraid to share the bad news. There's a lesson for us in this. If we are going to be effective in sharing the good news with people about how they can be saved and forgiven of their sins, then we must also share the bad news that if they reject Jesus Christ, then they will face certain judgment and hell. Many people are afraid to share this bad news, especially with their friends or family. But if we don't tell them the truth, then they will perish in their sins and, to a certain degree, their blood will be on our hands. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He answered, Here I am. And he said, What is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you. And more also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Eli knew enough about the word of the Lord to know that when God kept speaking to Samuel during the night, it was because he had a message to give to him. Eli demanded to know what it was. He even threatened Samuel by saying that whatever judgment was contained in the message 
would come upon Samuel, and even more so, if he didn't tell all. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. You know, to me it's sad that Eli reacted this way. He could have humbled himself. He could have torn his clothes and repented of his sins, fasted and prayed. Who knows what God would have done. Instead, he just resigned himself to the inevitable. I'm afraid that as the Judeo-Christian values disintegrate from our culture, the church is doing the same thing. Rather than humbling ourselves, repenting of our sins of worldliness, prayerlessness, and apathy, and then fasting and praying, we are saying, oh well, what will be will be. There's nothing we can do to stop it. Really? Where is our faith in the power of Almighty God to change lives? True, it requires faith and sacrifice to change things, but isn't that what we're called to do? May God help us all to hear His voice. That may mean spending time alone with Him in His Word, seeking His face. Or it may mean really listening to the Holy Spirit when we gather with other believers. One thing is certain. The Lord's sheep hear His voice. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we will see where Samuel gains a reputation as a prophet in Israel. But Israel loses the Ark of the Covenant to the Philistines in battle. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.